Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening to everyone, and God bless you. As I always say, it's, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to uh, have this opportunity to present in this lecture form The Origin of Mankind. The reason I, I put it in so simple a form is because so many African-Americans don't understand that the origin of mankind is sub-Saharan, sub-Saharan Africa, and uh, it's been hidden by not being taught in schools. It's hidden from us our DNA sequences, which have been known for many years uh, exactly where mankind originated from, who are the original, uh, who is the original mankind. And everyone else came from a a mutation or came off of African. And it's time that we present it and also give the information necessary to do our research for ourselves. One would ponder the question, why during slavery and why during other times it was never uh, meant for blacks to learn to read? It was never for us to to do research and that we were limited even today on different uh, books and other things that they will put in uh, the neighborhoods of African-Americans. You can go further out. I've noticed the further you go out and you get closer uh, to suburbia, the libraries get larger and you have more information, but when you come in the inner city, you have you have small libraries without that much information, and it's been hidden through books. Some books have yet to be published because of the different finding of different scientists that's re- relevant to uh, the intelligence of mankind, of humankind, how. Uh, mankind, uh, what makes man intelligent, mankind intelligent. And they found it out by different DNA sequences. And and I'll explain some of that to you later because we're going to deal with uh, Australopithecus. We're going to deal with Zanthropy. We're going to deal with genetics. And we're going to go into uh, breaking down some of these things about sequencing 
genetics and how it's made up. But then we, I'm going to, uh, comp- when I come together, I'm going to compile it with some, being me having a PhD in theology, I'm going to compile it with the biblical creation and the Garden of Eden, and I'm going to bring it in, and I'm going to make it relevant, a lot of things relevant. Uh, it's, it's imperative that we teach our children these things, and I will give you the information to look it up, and these uh Books and other resources that I'm studying are not just African-American, but these are white uh, Caucasians who know the truth, but it's, it, it's not taught in our public schools because then our children will have, our African-American kids will have this very high self-esteem because they will know who they are. They will know that they were very important builders and and, and, and mathematicians and scientists from the beginning and that everyone came from them and that they are not ignorant, they are not dumb as been portrayed by uh, people in the U.S. and in Europe and other places that Africans, Americans and Africans are dumb people in which they are maybe the smartest, not maybe, but genetically they're the smartest people, should be the smartest people in the world if given the right opportunity. So <clears throat> nonetheless, we're going to start off first with just the origin of man, and I will move swiftly into uh, a lesson that I want to be, I want to teach tonight, and we're going to go even further than that portion. But I've always started off where what we researched and found out where did man originate from because this is something I want you to strongly keep this in your mind and you could the terms that I use you could look them up and find out that this is nothing that uh, Dr. Kemp is making up that I did my research and I'm bringing it to those who are not doing the research, but I would always advise anyone to go back and study and don't take what a person say. Look the information up for yourself. The Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved unto God that a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. So uh, now when we go into it, I want to just start off by talking about the oldest fossils of human of of the human of human beings of, of, of mankind and that goes back to the time of what they call australopithecus and under australopithecus you're going to find this african lady named lucy who they found uh uh these fossils uh, follows um uh, about uh, different parts of a fossil skeletal remain that was found in 1974. And not simply because of her upending of, her under, of our understanding, not our upending of our understanding and the process of uh, evolution. Also because this lady, she became a household name. Uh, they called her Lucy, the Australopithecus. Now, they found her fossils in 1974 in the southern portion of Ethiopia. 
And they found it was uh, found by Don Johansson and, and Tom Gray. They were looking for some rocks, and they stumbled upon some fossil remains of a female. And in 1974, the Beatles from Britain had a record out what they called Lucy. So they named this fossil what they found, a hermitage fossil, which was unknown. They named it Lucy. They named her Lucy. And when they did an analysis, they found out that this was a, a human, and she lived about 3.18 million years ago in Africa. We know that whites only showed up about 44,000 years ago in Europe. That's all. And then, which is really what people call today the cradle of civilization in Kenya, around Tanzania, you had another white scientist and uh, paleontologist and uh, studying there who was Louis Leakey and his wife, Mary Douglas Leakey. In December of 1996, uh, the British paleontologist, he discovered the first fossil of proconsul skull. Now, now, when you're talking about proconsul, it let it be known that this is something they said was this was the transition, which I do not believe uh, an extinct ape, which is is now believed the ancestor of a human. Now, I, I need to allude to this to you, that I don't believe that man evolved from ape. I, I never believed that because uh, you could have they've been having zoos for thousands and thousands of years. Never had a chimpanzee or gorilla or any other animal involved, evolved into a human. I know they talk about uh, amoebas, single-cell amoebas. Watch the show, and after so long a period of time, they turn human, and that's not so. I don't believe in Darwin's theory of evolution. I, my firm belief is in uh, creationism. Now, I told you that they found... Uh, uh, Lewis and his wife, uh, Mary Lee, found some fossils and they did human remains. But they also found that ape, but they also found human remains. They uh, call it the, uh, a robust xanthropus. They found these skulls in what they call the old deep gorge in Tanzania. Now, these date back to over 2 million years ago dealing with zenzantropy. But now when you're dealing with zenzantropy, uh, zenzantropy, you're talking about East Africa, around Tanzania. They found several archaeological and anthropological fossils were found of this, these ancient, what they call ancestors, which were apes, but then they found human remains. And if what didn't stop there, what they found over two million years ago, the people were intelligent enough to make weapons. Now, this was found while they was, was, was excavating at the O.D. Gorge in Africa in, in 1960. Now, uh, 
Professor Luke Leakey, his parents were of Britain, but Professor Leakey himself was born in Kenya. And, and so as we study that, we find out that mankind, the oldest fossils, when you're looking for the fossils of humankind, and no white uh, scientist or Caucasian or whatever will ever try to refute that life started in Africa. And they didn't start with light-skinned people. They started with dark-skinned people. And we're going to come, and I'm going to get, I'm going to allude to this because this is something that have been put on us like this is, you know, you didn't have those, those type of people that live in that spot. Now, when you start dealing with DNA of fossils and extracting DNA of fossils, they found the skeletal remains of a female and uh, we could all trace and they began to do when they came up with the DNA and and I would like to submit to you that if we trace back the DNA in our maternal heritage which is mitochondrial within our cells all humans have the theoretical common ancestor And, and what I'm saying is Every human being, most of your DNA, when you sequence it, is going to go back to your maternal uh, portion and mean by the female section of your DNA. Well, in the female section of your DNA, that's what your your, uh, paternal, uh, the DNA, which is paternal, uh, your mitochondrial DNA comes from the, the female. Within the cell, all humans have theoretically the same common ancestor. This woman is known as mitochondria Eve. She lived between 100 to 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first lady and she was not the only lady, but she was the only surviving one that was able to pass on the DNA to her offspring. The others fail to pass on mitochondrial DNA. As a result to this now, listen at me closely. All human beings today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to mitochondria Eve, this black lady. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variations that we have today that we see in contemporary humans since Eve time. Different populations of humans we have have drifted apart and genetically and formed distinct ethnic groups that we use today. But we all can trace it back. It does not matter if you're from China. It doesn't matter Japan, Korea, America. Uh, it doesn't if you're from Europe. If you're from Eurasia, when I'm talking about around the rock, everyone can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to this black female in Africa. And then the paternal part is the natural DNA, and it comes through the male, and it came from Africa. The oldest part of that came from Africa, too, so it was two 
of black individuals. Now, uh, about 3,000, 3,015 years ago, excuse me now, I'm sorry about that, about 2,000, a little over 2,000, uh, well, 315 years, we don't put it that way. Uh, they found a man that died, he lived in Africa, but it was uh, 315 years before the birth of Christ. So uh, we're going to say that this man that lived in Africa about 315 years before the birth of Christ is the closest relative. Now notice he's an African, yet known to the humanity common to the female ancestry of mitochondria Eve. They know that the man was a fisherman by where they found him on the coastal areas of southern Africa, and he is the closest genetic match to Eve. They found him what they call St. Helen Bay in South Africa by archaeologists, and the archaeologist's name, if you want to reference it, is, is, is Andrew Smith, and he, 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 he's, a, he's a professor at the University of Cape Town. Now, he was the first ancestor to human, uh, when, we, when we do our study, our first uh, ancestor to human came from sub-Saharan Africa, known as the Cradle of Humanity, around the Old Gorge, around Tanzania, it's right, sir. You know, it's it's right there uh, around Kenya, and you know we to have our DNA, you know, sequence because DNA works by sequences and it works by series. Now I'm going to get into the series, but before I go into the major part that I'm getting in, I'm getting close to it now. But many of us, because that, 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 that was dealing with anthropology, now we're going to go to the genetics. I just showed that everybody came from Africa. And this is not African-Americans or Africans saying this. This is Caucasians writing this, but they refuse to teach it in, in school because they don't want their kids to know where they really came from. They don't want their kids to say they are offspring of you are uh, a faded virgin uh, like this uh, elderly white lady that do things, talks on race. She said that they, she was no more than a faded virgin of an African-American. Now, when you, when you go off in the genetics, you first have to learn to study the father of genetics is Gregor Mendel. He's known as the father of genetics. And the inheritance involved in passing on, and they deal with the passing on of discrete units of inheritance or uh, 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 origins of genes from parent to offspring. And when you're dealing with that, you have to understand that these, these, these genes that were passed on, you're going to come in dominant or recessive form. They're going to be dominant traits or recessive traits. Now, when you begin to study it now, before we go any further, I'm going to just, just put it this way uh, when, and going into it. I want you to understand that out of Africa, when the people, when uh, the Africans began to leave out of Africa was 7,000 years ago, 
And after the modern human established themselves in, in Africa, smaller population branched out to establish footholds in Asia. That was about 70,000 years ago. And then they moved east about 30,000 years later, which was about 40,000 years ago. They moved into Europe, and later on they migrated to the west over to in Americas. And they retail they reached America, but what what during this this migration, uh, they began to go through different formations, the color, the the uh, climate, and everything brought on different mutations. Now Mendel himself had three laws: the laws of independent assortment, the law of dominance, the law of segregation. It'll be like if you take so many green peas and put it with white beans and you take them back and take so many or uh, 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 the green one out and you only leave the white, it produces the white. And so when they left and they left when uh, Caucasian, not where African left and they went through a mutation and they didn't have, they live where they call the dominant law deal with the, the dominant people who live in a certain area. That's why if you go to China, most of the people look like you'll find they're about the same color because they separated themselves. And the dominance came from the people that, that looked and dominated that area after going through a mutation. Then there was the law of segregation. When you just go to China, the Chinese look like the Chinese. The uh, the Europeans are Caucasian, they're Caucasian. But if you go to Africa, all Africans were never black as tall, midnight. You could find Africans before they were ever breeding. Some had printed nose, some had wide nose. Some were very dark, some were brown skinned, some were light brown skinned. And their hair texture was even different. Now, one thing about most of the, all your Africans, now, you're going to laugh when I say this. African, the type hair we have, we don't we don't have headlights like other races of people have because our hair is not that of an animal hair. And that's why they have headlights. You don't sunburn like other people do unless it's in your hand because you have the melanin and you are of the first group of people who God formed that can take this sunlight. Now, listen to what I'm about to talk to. When you talk about segregation, you're talking about people segregating themselves in different countries, and that's why they look that way. Now, America is just simply a melting pot of so many different uh, different countries, and that's why we everybody you have. So, I, I, don't, I mean, you're from... Asia, you from Africa, you from Mexico, you from Europe, you just from all over make up the American experience. Now, when Mendel did something, Mendel went back and Mendel began to do some study. Now, this is very imperative. This is very important. Mendel found out that black or brown was dominant, came from dominant genes. Brown eyes came from dominant genes. They found out that white folk are uh, 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 Caucasian, their skin, because no melanin, they came from recessive genes. 
And when you're talking about a recessive gene, you're talking about when you say dominant, you're talking about superior. When you look up the word dominant, recessive means to have be of a lower form. Now, I, I want you to understand this, and I want you to understand this very well, what I'm about to, about, about to tell you. And if you think that it doesn't, and you look up Mendel's law and look up Mendel, and Mendel says about the recessive gene, and he talks about the dominant. And they tell you since the origin of man came from dark people, that they are theoretically dominant. Uh, they call it the, the dominant genes for the skin color. And the brown eyes, the dominant. Blue eyes is recessive. That the, the white skin is of a, from a recessive gene. Now, I want you to picture something. You want to ask how white people got here. I've already told you people in Africa come from all different areas. You could get sequences from Africa, have all sorts of different sequences, meaning color, and you could get some of every race from Africa. Now, watch, watch this. Okay, you could take two of the blackest people that they come, the darkest-skinned people came come from around the Sudan. You could take two people dark as midnight and come out with a white baby, an albino baby. You could take and and you could take two dominants and come up with a recessive, but you can't take two recessive and come up with a dominant. You can't take two white white uh, male and female and come up with a black baby, but you could do it and come up with a white baby with two blacks. See, you could get you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. That's why we have albino. And albino is, polite, is, is just uh, a depletion of melanin. And we're going to get to that, too. It's, it deals with being, being a depletion of melanin. And I want you to understand this, since I'm talking about we going through right now with COVID, you're learning about mutations and, and variants and things like that. Now, if you want to understand what I'm talking about, about being a dominant, uh, you can look up that term dominant and the word recessive. But you want to say, well, how did we t- get different colors and end up in Europe? Okay, if you leave one color, now listen to what, what a mutation is. A mutation is a change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations. It was passed down, that mutation. And they said it's called by the mutation, it's called by the alteration of a single base unit in DNA or deletion, insertion or rearrangement of a large section of genes. And so when you look at Caucasian, they have a deletion of uh, melanin. Melanin was no longer in them. And it talks about a rearrangement, a larger section of genes. A mutation, now Now listen at this closely, coming to the last part of the definition, it gets good. It says the mutation is, is ultimately the only way in which new variants enters a species, the human species. Why are there's a variety of us because of a mutation? You started in Africa looking like Africa, but when you left through depletions and deletion of different genes, you end up looking different. 
and they tell you straight when you talk about a mutation, that's the only way in which a variant can enter in a species. Now, when you look up that term variant, they say a variant is a form of version of something that differ in some respects from others, form of the same thing or form of a standard. It comes from the same black person, but they tell you that it, you come from that same virgin, you that same come from that same person, but there's something different in some respect from the other form of something or some form of a standard. And that standard is of a black person. But now, now let, let's get deep into this now, since, since we want to do this. I was doing some studying and I wanted to know, and when, when, when you guys get, get, a, get an opportunity, I want you, uh, Dr. Uh, Edward Robinson, uh, he was talking about the hidden DNA discovery only found in black African people. And what we began to find about the world, they studied, and, and now I want you, and then this article was, was written by 15, it was 15 in 1996, and it was copyrighted. It was not published into a book because these white, 15 white scientists and geneticists, uh, anthropologists, they were anthrop anthropologists. They went in to study about different things about humankind, and they were going to test their DNA the sequence and the series about intelligence. Now, this thing was, like I say, it was copyrighted in 1996, but the reason it never was put into a book form was because the experiment and the testing that they'd done didn't come out the way that they thought it would. It made them look lesser than the race they were trying to down to make little love. Now, the world DNA strand, it, now this is, it, it's called a, uh, the American Association for the Advancement of Science and a DNA series of genes. And it's by, you know, they talk about uh, the guy who talks about it and, and give us the heads up on it and tells us it was never published is Dr. Edward Robinson. And, and Dr. Evan Robinson, he begins to break things down to us. When they begin to uh, uh, do this DNA sequence, they did it on animals. And after they did it on animals to find out, and they did this experiment to find out a measure of intelligence and find out which... Uh, nationality or group of people had the greatest possibility of being a genius. And if you want to, if you want to look it up, now listen to me closely. If you want to look it up, it's called a global pattern of this equilibrium. You could, you could just look up the term. Uh, and what they came out with these 15 scientists and, and wrote this, this, this article, when they were saying, went to test monkeys because they say monkeys was the closest thing that's to the human race. They took orangutan and the higher level 
of series C DNA go off of sequences. We all have the same sequences, but we don't have the same DNA series. The more the series, the more intelligent that animal a person is. When they did a orangutan, the orangutan had three series. Next, they tested gorillas. Gorillas were smarter than orangutan. They had four series. And after they test them, they tested the chimps who they said that's who we, who uh, uh, the human beings, well, the human race came, spun off of was chimpanzees. And again, I tell you, I don't believe that. When they test them, they were smarter than all of the other animals. They had five series. So then they went to Europe and other parts of the world. And they tested the whites, and they tested uh, whites in Europe. They tested Chinese, Japanese. They tested all in the other portions of the world. And they came out with six series. So the orangutan got three, the gorilla got four, the chimpanzee got five, and Caucasian or uh, light-skinned men had six. So they decided they were going to go to Africa and test people from South Africa where most African-American uh, family, your origin started or there, and most of the slaves were shipped from right there in West Africa. So they went and tested the West Africans. And they were looking for them to be almost the same with a chimp. But when they came out, and I remember what they test for was series, and it measures, it's a measure of intelligence. The greater, the higher your, your sequence is, I mean, your series is, the smarter you are. Possibility you'd be. When they tested Africans, Africans tested a nine. Three higher than a Caucasian. Possibilities of being a genius is much higher. They wanted to try to figure out why Blacks could go all this over 400 plus years of slavery, Jim Crow, and, and systemic racism, and still survive, beat, rape, burn, and all these things, and 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 and, and make it is because of your series and your DNA. You are the original man. Now listen to that again. I told you just just look it up. Global pattern of disequilibrium. Okay. It's time that we focus on it. Now, and the reason why I'm saying this, and if you don't understand what I'm trying to tell you, uh, just some recent inventions, everything that Africans, Americans in America have, uh, when they allowed us to play football, we was the best dad, basketball, baseball, track, women basketball, every golf, tennis, Everything they've allowed us to come in, we dominate. And they're not not just, just athletics. They want to make tennis athletic. But, you know, fiber optic wiring that carried all these computers and carried the Internet and all this other stuff that you have. A black female invented that. The GPS you have in your car, global positioning system, that was invented by a, a black female. The cell phone that everybody has was invented by somebody black. The typewriter, the gas man. I'm just going to tell you a few of them. 
safety glasses, the elevator, the clothes dryer, the air conditioning unit, the armonet, the blood plasma bag, the lawnmower, the lube cup, the refrigerator, the spark plug, the stethoscope, which you beat your heart, which you check your heartbeat with, and hotel, math, science, all this come from Africa. The thermostat control, the traffic light, the typewriter, the electric light bulb, and many, many other. I'm just naming some of the things that had these uh, ladies uh, who, when they were trying to get to the moon, they needed someone to figure out what was the trajectory to get there, how much gas it would take, fuel it would take to get there and back, and what trajectory trajectory to go through the re-entry. It was black females who did it, and now they just came out with the movie. It was back in 1969. That's like 52 years ago that it was done, and they did, they did it without a computer. They showed the movie where they were doing the figuring on the board. So, so much of this stuff, the pyramids, Annium Hotel, the father of science, math, engineering, trigonometry, geometry, all these things, algebra, it came from Africa. So they didn't want you under they don't want you to understand this today that you that DNA come in sequence and series. Series denote the intelligence of a person. That you have nine the rest of the world, counting the Caucasians in Europe, have six. A chimpanzee have five, which he's just a little above a chimpanzee. A gorilla have four, and a orangutan have five. Now, if you think, uh, if you if 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 you want to know where you can get these things from, I can tell you where to find it from. Now, when you ever get a chance to uh, to look up uh, uh, this this lady, go to YouTube under uh, Sarah. Tishkoff, T-I-S-H-K-O-F-T-Koff. She at the University of Pennsylvania, and it's part one, African Genomics, Human Evolution. Now, now when, when you start studying about genetics and about different things about mitochondria DNA, and I told you mitochondria DNA is, uh, it comes from the inherited lineage from the female side, from a single female side, all your mitochondria DNA. Now, your nucleus DNA come from both your, your parents, your mother and your father. That's why a man have, have, have X and Y chromosome, but a female have two, two X chromosomes, but a man have an X and Y. That's why oftentimes I tell people that a man can never be a woman and a woman can never be a man because a man have an X and a Y chromosome and all females have two X chromosomes. See, I always say, some people laugh when I say it, say that a woman, man can't be a woman. You can snip it, clip it, cut it up, talk, took it under, but you still have X and Y chromosome, not being sarcastic. And if you ever look at a cell, in that cell, you're going to find a cell nucleus. And then inside that nucleus, you're going to find your chromosome. On the outside of it, you're going to have cytoplasma that's floating around. But inside that cytoplasma, 
you're going to have your mitochondria DNA and you have uh, about 22 some pairs of uh, sexual chromosomes. You have 1.4 billion bases and 22,000 genes. Now, it, 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 it's, it's some things that you need to be able to pick up. I, 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 did, I did a little study, and I wanted to say, since I always tell you, I like to deviate to the Bible since I was talking about man being created uh, in Africa. And some might say, well, that's not so because the Bible says if you're a Christian, the Bible says it's around a rock, but that's not true. Now, the Bible speaks of, uh, they say that the Garden of Eden was in a place where one river divided into four rivers. And they say, and the first river was called a Gion, and then that Gion, it is the land of Havilah, which is Cush, where there's Beldonia. Well, the word Havilah and Cush is Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. Although the continents were joined at that time, time because uh, in 1900 they put the Suez Canal and disjointed it for a smaller route to the uh, Indian Ocean and to India. Uh, and uh, then you have what they call the Pishon River. This says in the Bible, they said the Pishon River encompassed the land of Dejabudi, which is Somaliland. That's Somalia. All of that is Africa. All that is Africa. And we know that the Nile breaks off into two branches, really three, but two of the branches. You have the Blue Nile and the White Nile. Now, you also have a part that do that breaks off and runs west. It's the Abba Banta River. But nonetheless, and some people say that now, the word Euphrates and the Tigris River. I mean, the Hedekio. And the Bible says the Euphrates and the Hedekio River. Well, first of all, it says how the Euphrates River uh, runs, and it runs more or less north and south. But it said that the Hedekio River ran east. Well, the Tigris River, which people are saying uh, is the Hedekio River, is not because it runs parallel with uh but you're afraid that that's more north and south. So that 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 refused that. But the Bantu River that comes off of uh, the Nile do run. It it do run uh, uh, east and west. But now I want to tell you why that's that that's possible is because before the Great Deluge, when you talk about the garden, the garden will be in Genesis, the second chapter. The Great Flood didn't happen until about seven or eight. By chapter eight, I think, and that's when Noah and the great flood occurred. And then the, all the, the land masses was together. And after the flood, it made many more great large bodies of water. And I, I, it is my uh, opinion and my thesis uh, that the land masses were together. We know that in 1900 that they did build a Suez Canal. That that departed that broke Africa away from Asia Minor. Uh, now, even so, with that, and also if this is of my opinion, if that there's something called the Garden of Eden, 
and they had every insect and every living creature. They would have to have come, had to be in Africa too, because just being in Iraq and that part is too small area, is too small. And the Bible talks about lions and and it talks about bears. It talks about uh, what David talks about. It talks about leopards. And it talks about, about, about uh, cheetahs. It talks about crocodilians and other animals. And it talks about all these animals that, that some of that's mainly indigenous to Africa. So we, know, we, we pretty much know exactly where the garden was located. And the Bible do tell us. Now, some people say, well, uh, Dr. Kemp, you were saying about Australopithecus was 3.18 million years. Well, and the Bible is, uh, say, creation was only uh, 606,000 uh, years. Well, the Bible doesn't say. The Bible says in the beginning God created. We try to put a time frame, and we're so smart that we try to get God uh, what we think that it should be. Now, I, I, I want to just go on and say that uh, it's been said that also that we I want to refute something else. And they talk about during the time of, I've just told you that, that about um, the Bible talks about one day as being like a thousand in the Lord and different things like that. Now, I want to refute this. And that this is something that as African-Americans, we need to know this. We really, really need to know this. Now, that that during the time of Christ and before Christ, there were no whites in that part of the country. They have made every prophet, the whites have made, where the Europeans have made every prophet white. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob white. They have made... <laughs> Uh, they made every disciple, every angel, Jesus white, and none of them was ever white. So it's time that that sometime I see, and I I I, I go to uh, Facebook and I look, and sometimes I see this this white guy standing up there and say, "If you love Jesus, with this white guy standing there, say Amen." And I never will say Amen. I might I might make a comment. Jesus was never white because they would never say amen if you would put a black image there. No, tell the truth. He was never white. You dealing with white supremacy. Everything good is white, and it's time that we put an end to it. Now, we need to understand that, 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 that and the term shouldn't be Jew. The term should be Israelite and you have Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I need to tell you this. Go back to the 10th or 11th chapter. You're going to find Japheth left out of the Bible, which is the Caucasian race, left out the Bible around the 11th chapter of Genesis and did not return until about 2,000 later, years later. So he really had no part in the majority of the Old Testament with the prophets and Moses and um I'm gonna I'm gonna read you something because I want you to, to get this in your head. Now you'll find this when you go to a Bible dictionary, look go to Zondervan, you have opportunity to do this with your 
with your with your uh, telephone, your laptop, your tablet, or whatever. Look up Zondervan uh, Dictionary definition of ham, and this is what you're going to find, and it's very intriguing. The youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood, and was one of eight persons to live through the flood. He was the progenitor of the dark race. And they talk about the progenitor mean the father. He is, he made all the dark race, which is Ethiopia, which is Egypt, which is Libya, and the Canaan. That's the Holy Land. But now it says not of the Negroes. Whether he's the father of all the African race, why is not the father of the Negroes? You, you, you're going to have to ask yourself that question because there's only one other person left, and that's Shem. And that is what the Hebrew people came off of. And if you go by all the other historians, they'll tell you that Hebrew people were taken for they were to be African. Now, this dictionary called them Negroes. And we when coming, I remember when I was growing up, we said, I'm not the N-word, I'm a Negro. When I get to be the N-word, I'll let you know. And uh, uh, whites have always called us Negroes, and we didn't understand why they call you Negroes. But if you read Zondervan Carl Bible Dictionary, it'll tell you. Also, I want you to understand the term white didn't come out until 1680 in America. You were the European. It was only the white supremacy people in America came up, called themselves white, not in Europe. Now, I've heard people go around saying that blacks were cursed to be black, but I submit to you, you can never find that nowhere in your Bible, not from the first of Genesis through the 21st of uh, chapter of the book of Revelation is not in there. But you can find where they say a race of people were cursed to be white. While we're on that, and if you want to find it, you you go to Second Kings, the fifth chapter in the twenty seventh verse, it talks about the curse of Nam. And um uh, if you ever heard the stir about it is when they had brought uh Nam to uh, to talk to the prophet Elijah, and he told him that to dip in the Jordan River those seven times. Well, and he'll be healed from leprosy. Now, this is stuff that the people been saying black were cursed, and this is was propagated by some demagogue in in, in Europe who lied and. And, and said these things uh, to make themselves and to make blacks feel inferior, and we're not reading. We go around and say that we are uh, created as a sin and God punishing us to be black, but that's not so. That you can find a person with curse to be white in Second Kings, the fifth chapter in the 27th verse, where when, when, when Naaman, uh, he wanted to be healed, and Elisha healed him. Elisha, Elisha, uh, healed him. Uh, 
he, he, he promised that he would give him garment and all kind of different children garments for the healing. But the prophet said he didn't want any of that. But now, Elisha, servant standing there, and he hear everything that's going on, and he waited until Naaman left, and the chariot headed back to where he lived. And he run behind him. He catches up with him. And he lies on the prophet and tell him that the prophet said he wanted the garment. Well, when he lied and said the prophet wanted the garment, he would curse. That was Elisha. He would curse. And the Bible talks about that God cursed him. And they called the curse of Naaman. He said, the curse of, he said, the curse of Naaman. He said, leprosy will cling to you. And to, he talking about Jehovah, and to all your descendants forever. And they say, and Jehovah went from Elijah's present. His skin was leper white. He had become white as snow. Now, they didn't say he had leprosy, but he went out with as a white person. That's where they say a curse was cursed to be white. And notice what they say in that thing. They said that he would be he would be cursed to be that and all of his descendants would be white. They say his descendants, not for a period of time, they said with the, the that part will cling to you and your descendants forever. Now, now that 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 that's something that you need to know. And oftentimes we were told, uh, lied to, that we were never sailors and and anything like this. You know, we were lied to. Columbus discovered America. But I want you to look. I want you to to look this up. They have what they call and 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 and. and Mesoamerica around Mexico, they, it had what you call the Olmec people. Now the Olmec people, uh, some say that uh, they say they found and traced them back the twelve hundred BC, that twelve hundred BCE, and that twelve hundred years before the advent advent of Christ. And but they were seeing these Olmec uh, heads, this colossal heads. And some of them nine feet, some of them big old boulders that were up to 14 feet tall. And they were statues of African heads. Big old nose, big lips. And you see, if you ever ever just Google it, Omec, Omec, colossal heads. And uh, they're made of... Well, Basso Bowlers, excuse me, a bad connection. Uh, and if you go that these uh, Omec people, you'll find out were, were African. 
And the Olmec people, they had civilization in ancient Mesoafrican, I mean Mesoamerican, I'm sorry. Some are in different places in Mexico, like Levanto, San Lorenz, Tabasco, Veracruz. There are 17 heads have been found to this date. Ten of them are in San Lorenz and four of them in Los Ventos. And they even have some in the Andes Mountains. And so blacks have been, I've been, been seagoing sea people for many years. You could see for way back before whites ever came anywhere near, they were not sailing. But the Egyptian, and you find out if you do the study on, on the Egyptian, and don't allow people in Britain and America, Europeans to whitewash it. They've been traveling uh, to the Americas and other places by ship for many, many years. Many, many years they've been traveling. And they are ship-going people. I, I've heard people say, well, you don't have to worry about blacks. Blacks are not swimmers. Where do you get that from? Black dead, they, if you ever go to Africa, they live along the Nile River. They live along the Atlantic Ocean. They live along the uh, Indian Ocean. They fish it. They can swim. They just don't have the swimming pool pooled, and they have, they're not used to getting into the diving and the different things like that because that's not part of their culture. But, but, but as far as what people are saying, no. We we need to stop allowing them to say things, and I want you I want you to understand this, because so many of us, and I'm going to make this statement, uh, so many of us today are confused about whites controlling the world. There are people that are just absolutely evil. They don't want to teach critical history because then they will have to tell the children that. Therefore, their ancestors were evil people and came to America and then put and did a genocide on the indigenous people of America. Killed them, raped them, burned them, their villages, and took the land from them. And then they'd have to admit to them that they came to the coast of Africa and they kidnapped people, raped them, burned them, lynched them, worked them from sunup to sundown, that they did not build America that America was financed and built on slave labor. And they'd have to admit, and you could do this yourself, 16, 17, and 1800s, 60% of America's exports came from the South. Sugar, the top one was cotton. The next is sugar, tobacco, indigo. That's where the money was made. Some uh, cities and towns and places in the northern parts of America say they didn't have any part to do with it. Yes, you did. They say because they had factories. Their factories were text, textile factories. And in textile, making textile, you need cotton. The farmers had to borrow money from northern banks. They had to insure their slaves from up there. And up north. So everybody played, and the revenues came for everyone from slavery. 
So we we need to uh, get that off of there. And I want to tell you something. This may sound strange to each and every one. Do you know uh, that Caucasians or European, white Europeans people only make up 11.5% of the world population? They're one of the smallest population of people in the world. Now, now listen to what I'm saying. It's only 850 million whites in a world of 7.5 to 7.9 billion people. Did you understand that? Now, on the continent of Africa, Africa by itself have about just just on the continent of Africa, that about 1.3 billion people. I think it's 1.355 because India is just a little higher. And it would surpass India and be up with China if you would come back and say that there's about about 48 million in the Caribbean and the Caribbean. You got another something almost 48 million in America. You got 1 million uh, uh, African-Americans in of African descent in Canada. You got 1.5 million in Mexico. You got 15 million in Brazil. You got 400, no, you have 144 a million in, in over 144 million in, in, in Brazil. You have 400,000 in in uh, Australia. You have 149 in, in Argentina. And you have 8 million, and from 8 to 11 million in Europe. When you add all those together, completed with the 1.3.55 billion already in Africa, you could all right surpass uh, uh, India and be right up there with China with the largest population. But the only difference in us, you're looking at populations of people and other races that are not violent and are not doing what, what others have been done. So when we, we come about, I want us to look at that about the intelligence because I want you to, to deal with those things because uh, you've been told that you're, you're dumb and you're told that White scientists have tried to prove you're being dumb, and that's why that the things I told you was not, it, it's it's been copyrighted. It hasn't been put in a book, and that's why I was trying to get you guys to look it up. It's called Hidden DNA Discovery, only found in black uh, black African people, and you could look you look that up first. You can YouTube it. Then you go back, and after you finish that, you find out this white lady, her name is Sarah Tishkoff, and it's called African Genomics Human Evolution. And she will break it down to you. There are so many folk that's uh, dealing with that global pattern of disequilibrium, and they tell you just how many series that blacks have. And they'll let you know they know, but they're not going to publish it in a book because then people are going to be buying the book. And our children, enough of us, will read that story and not story about, about, that, about those different uh, uh, things that they came up with, studies they came up with, and it would tell them that everything has been lies. They said that our, our scores are smaller. 
and and our brain is not we can't all think uh are whites because uh who they are they score if their head is bigger and their brain are bigger that has nothing to do an elephant have a larger brain than a human but they don't outthink each other they don't other not think you so it, it it doesn't line up also when you when you're dealing with with theology I want you to understand when you get a chance to read a book is this book is called from Hebrew to Negro from Negro to Hebrew or from Hebrew to Negro that's a great book to read but I want you to, to, to also uh, you get a, a opportunity I want you to, to just look this up uh, you could Google it and you look up for President Gamal Abdel Nasser's speech in 1952. Uh, President Gamal Abdel Nasser, uh, he was the second president of the United Arab Republic of Egypt. He was the president before Anwar Sadat. Now, what he did, he he he, he said this in 1952. In 1948, they moved these whites that said the day they claim to be uh, Jews, which they are not. The Bible says there are people who say they are Jews but are not. Well, they moved them over there and gave them a land. Well, this is what the Egyptians said to, to the Americans, the French, to the Germans, to, uh, to, uh, to the Russian, those that gave the land to them. Uh, Gave the land, that land, the holy land to them, which which was Palestinian land. Now this is what the, his what he said. Now you can look this up. Gamma Abdel Nasser, his speech, he said, European claiming to be Jews are no more than Hebrew speaking Gentiles. We refuse to accept you. How can a man leave black and come back white? we will not accept you. In essence, he said, the original Hebrews, the Jews, left were black people. Now you move white people into the land where they were. And that's all they said. They know the story. You know, they know the story. And oftentimes you hear me say, even on this program, that I I don't believe America is a a Christian nation because of, uh, all the hate that's being spewed, you elect a president that's a total bigot, uh, uh, a demagogue, and uh, you say that we're racist, and then all these big-time white evangelicals who I, I, I don't care even to turn the television, they make me want to throw up when I, when I, I just make me want to gag when I even hit him on television line that they believe in the Lord and, 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 and get that and propagate and talk about uh, abortion rights, but this, but blacks being, being gunned down in the streets and they never open their mouth. Blacks making seven, $7.25 an hour value making in life. They don't open their mouth. You're supposed to love. He say, love you one another, but I love you. So it's so much more that we could go into, but I just want to do some things to open our eyes and for us to begin to think 
about all this information I'm giving you. I'm showing you that they know you you more intelligent than them. They know everything that they have allowed you to 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 participate in. They tried to keep you out of everything because they know that you would uh, uh, understand that you were smarter. You know, I, I'm, I'm reminded of the fact ever so often, uh, my favorite first lady, Michelle Obama, she made a statement, and I'm going to make two statements, and I'm going to open the line. Michelle Obama made a statement, and in that statement when Michelle Obama said, she never thought that two black people would be living in the White House that slaves built. If she did not know what she was talking about, they would have found uh, some information saying no slave didn't build it. It was built by these white contract construction people, but it didn't. They know that uh, even the layout of Washington came from a black man. They know you've never been dumb, brothers and sisters. You've never been dumb. And those who are Caucasian who are listening in, I'm not downing you in any form or fashion. Just the truth has to be told because your ancestors have lied to you and hid things from you for just too long. The books that I quoted came from were Caucasian. You could look at Strobos and Tacitus and so many uh, uh, Roman and, and Greek historians and I tell you that 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 the children of Israel or the Hebrews have always been noted to be of African descent. They know it. All the people that was over there, they know it. They say it. But yet you bring a bunch of white people and put over there and call them the chosen people of God. No, you're not. And so it's time that we start studying and also i want i want you to uh, the next time you're told that uh whenever you're told that the uh, people have uh rioted the people that they ride and also not just the ride looting and uh burning Take what John Lewis told the people. He told the people John Lewis made this statement, and in this statement that John Lewis made to the people, John Lewis said he did not believe in burning, looting, and rioting. He didn't believe in it. But he said if there was no uh, injustices done, and what he was saying, if there were no injustices done, then there wouldn't be no looting and rioting. If they weren't killing us, if they were giving or treating us fair silver matter, there would not be any looting or burning. So these are the things that we need to put together. This is what you have to study. And, and, and we need to understand this. When some Caucasian tell us about the looting, that never have been looting and burning until you kill us, until you have some kind of silver uprising against us, until we try to get you to do something and let them know from now on if they ever tell you that uh it takes time well hell over 155 years just for you to say you're going to treat me fair and you're going to teach the truth 
something is wrong with your math because it don't take long for a person to learn to treat a person like they are human. God bless you. Uh, you uh, uh, Reverend William, you could open the lines up now. All right, God bless you, Pastor. What a powerful show. Thank you for that powerful information. Uh, tonight's show is being brought to you by United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'd like to open up the lines. I want to thank everybody that's listening tonight for being here tonight uh, and, and, and being in class. That's what I call a history talk class. So the line is open for you. God bless you. Welcome you on the line with Dr. Kemp. Welcome to the show. Hello, uh, you're on the line. If you have a question, a statement, a comment, uh, you feel free to uh, talk to Dr. Kemp. The line is open for you. All right, Pastor, we got quite a few people on the line. I uh, see no one wants to talk, but they're there. Uh, so God bless you. Thank you for turning us on, but the line is open for you. If you don't want to talk, that's fine, uh, but thank you for being here. Okay, Pastor. All right, man. Uh, I'm a firm believer the only dumb question is one not asked. And for those who call in tonight, if you have anything you would like to add to what's been said, uh, if you would like to uh, add to what's been said, uh, if you would like to ask a question, the lines are open, and, and now it's time you can speak up. The lines are open for you to ask any question or you to add to. You know, I believe iron sharpens iron, so if you have something that you would like to add to our conversation tonight, our lecture, it's open for you. Well, it seems that there's no questions that need to be answered or no one willing to share with us tonight. Uh, God bless you. I pray it was... Hello? Pastor Kim? Well, yes? This is Sonia from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I just want to say thank you for sharing that information with us. Um, lots of times as growing up, you don't get information or that type of information that you're enlightened with. So God bless you, and thank you for sharing all that. It's very informative. Well, uh, God bless you. I appreciate you tuning in. And again, uh, uh, a lot of the things are, are, are even biblical uh, things that we've been just shown that everybody is white. But white didn't didn't come from that part or that region of the world. Yes, sir. But they portrayed everybody to be that way, and that's a part of white supremacy. Because the, if you think that God is white, then you will uh, look up to white folk and things, and that you are dummy, that your skin color is bad, and because you are uh, a dog, that you're bad, and our. Uh, the way what we think of a beauty is, it's 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 built upon a Eurocentric beauty. On uh, what they say is beautiful, our culture is not our own culture, but our culture is that of a Eurocentric culture. So when we look at our own self, we don't look at anything looking good or worth anything because that's what we've been taught, and that's what we've been that's what we believe. So in, in looking at it from that standpoint of view, 
we have to take a look at who's speaking to us and why why uh, what's the premises of that conversation why are you trying to make me feel that i'm i'm not worth anything why you want me to make me feel i'm dumb because you know that i have more knowledge than you have or as much knowledge as you have but you but yet you want me to feel inferior to you because you enslaved our people so you don't want to admit that you were wrong and and that's the thing with that yes this is reverend george downing i want to also thank you for enlightening us about that information i'm 62 years old and some of the stuff that you taught us tonight i have never heard in my entire life and imagine you know just me one person not knowing that after 62 years and even now they're trying to eliminate in 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 some areas um, in history books about um about the civil war and about about um slavery and things of that nature they're trying to eliminate even teaching about that so it's very important you know that we appreciate what you share with us this evening uh, yeah, you're totally correct. They're trying to eliminate it called critical history. Uh, the truth. They they won't don't want the truth to go out. Just how savage uh, of a, a race of people they are. They don't want that to go out, but yet they want to. Uh, uh, Reverend Downing, Attorney Reverend Attorney Reverend George Downing. They want us to. Uh, to go and think that they're good and the Native American was savages and we're savages, but yet they're the one that came in and annihilated them or did a genocide on those uh, Native Americans. Yet they are the ones that did the things that that's horrendous. They're the savages, but they print everybody else. You're going to go around and tell everybody in the world how to conduct themselves, how to carry themselves, and rob everyone for all their riches. But then the people are savages and you are a Christian. Well, the devil is a lie. It's not true. And we have to learn this for ourselves. Everything that that I said, this did not come just from... African-Americans, this came from whites. They know who you are. They know about that you uh, have uh, nine series and they only have six. And the series tell about your intelligent level. All they're, they're so hooked up on having our children to be stuck. I found out that they have our children to do rap music about killing that our kids want to be thugs. They don't want to be, they don't want to learn anything. They want to be tough. But they don't know that they're smarter than, and just as smart as any race they have, that they have more series than any other race. And they deal with their intelligence and their genomes. Yeah, genomics. So it's things that we have to come together with, uh, I turn it down, and, uh, and 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 I think that it hasn't been taught in school. 
I have this zeal, and you know, I do. A, you know me. I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of research, and so I have to go into if it's genetics. I have to go into. Uh, 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 I like when I study Australopithecus, zanzantropy. Uh, you know, all this stuff of mitochondria, DNA. Uh, my, you know, I, I I go into these things, you know, because all of this come, you know. When, when you when you when you study the the origin of man, okay, anthros, anthropology, anthro, Greek for man, anthro is the word for man, uh, uh, mankind, anthros. You know, and anthropology is study of mankind. And where they come from, and everything turns back to Mother Africa, the cradle of civilization. But when you see a picture, they show a whole bunch of ignorant people. Not the builder of the pyramid, not the builder of these big ships, not not the father of of astronomy, not the father of mathematics and all this building forty four square buildings, five thousand four thousand right there five thousand years ago. None of that comes out and that the people were black. So, uh, uh, Rem Downings, uh, I appreciate your questions that you asked me. And, uh, I appreciate you tuning in. And uh, if you ever have any information during the time that we're sharing, because you're a wise man, you're an attorney, and, uh, you know, whether you feel, that's why you may not know some of the things, but... Uh, nonetheless, if you have things that you'd like to share with us, we are on every Tuesday. And if you find something that you want, because iron sharpens iron, and I'm doing this just to educate our people. I'm doing this to educate our people. So I appreciate you tuning in. Amen. Is there anyone else that would like to share? Well, it it seems like there's no one else that would like to share. I have a question they would like to uh, ask. I know there are more people that's online because uh, Reverend Williams said that they had a lot of people on there. But if you're just listening, I just pray that it was something and that you took notes and that you were able to learn something from this. And I pray that I was helpful in some form. God bless you. Uh, uh, Attorney Downing. Attorney Downing. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to do a little something different tonight. I want you to pray for us and myself and Reverend William with this ministry where we have history talk. It's called Breaking Chain History Talk with Dr. LeBert Kemp. And he has Breaking Chain. He has all these ministries all week long. If you call this number, you could participate on uh, the different men program. And you could tune in and listen at these dynamic ladies as this year on radio uh, about the things that they're doing. Um, Amen. 
Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, O Lord, for just seeing this, letting us see a brand new day, a day that we've never seen before, a day that we've never seen, we can never see again, O Lord. Father, we thank you, O Lord, for just the activity in our limbs, O Father, for for being able to hear and to see and to be able to listen to such a wonderful broadcast such as this is tonight, O Father. We pray, O Father, for, for all the reverends who have the different shows that are they have other things they could be doing, O oh Lord, but they're trying to educate their people about various subjects, O oh Father, that are being hidden from us in our public schools and our libraries, et cetera. All of these things are being hidden. And we thank you, O oh Lord, for them. We ask that you will bless them. Bless each person who's assembled under the sound of my voice, wherever they are, O oh Father, where all the people that are listening. I don't know what their needs are, O oh Father, but you and your omnipotent wisdom, O oh Lord, you know our needs, O oh Father. You knew us from the time we were just a seed in our mother's womb, O oh Lord. Bless each person assembled under the sound of my voice. Bless Dr. Kemp, Dr. Williams. Bless everybody involved in these broadcasts. We ask these things in your precious and eternal name. Amen. 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 We thank everybody for turning us on tonight. We thank Dr. Kim for such a powerful show. Don't forget to turn us on tomorrow evening, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. As Dr. Kim just told you, the P31 ladies sign on to bring you their show tomorrow evening, 7.30 p.m. Don't forget to be here. Support our ladies. We'll be back Thursday evening with the Mighty Men of Valor. Thank you for turning us on. Take care of yourself. Drink plenty of water. Exercise. And uh, take care of yourselves, y'all, all right? Mentally, physically, and spiritually. We need you healthy out there. All right? We love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Have yourself a blessed evening, everybody. Thanks for turning us on. History Talk, Breaking Change with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday night. God bless you. Good night, everybody. My people, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. We'll make it through it all. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. We'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. We're dying, we're dying, they are lying, hey. we're being shot and hearted, why you hating me, I'm just trying to be, great as I can be, grow with one another, living happily, but you hurting me, why not work for peace, lying from Zion,
Y'all gave us all new life But we need to learn to love each other Humanity. Have a peaceful word to say Have a peaceful place for kids to run Yeah, you and me, hey We'll make do it all No matter what the cost We're family Yeah, you and me, hey We'll make it through the pain and rain And all the trouble by I love you, my people. I love you, my people. I love my people. I feel you, my people. I feel you, my Thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio, where we are breaking chains. Sponsored by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College. Good night. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.